Hello, it is Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, September 7th, 2021. The NFL kicks off in a couple days. FanDuel's giving away $100 million in free bets and free daily fantasy entries for Thursday night. I mean, it's a beautiful time to be alive. And we got Patty the Batty on the show. All right, if you enjoy this thing by the end of it, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. All right? All right, good. Deal. Let's get to this thing. Today's gonna be massive. Uh, thank you so much for listening on SiriusXM Channel 82, Mad Dog Sports Radio, and watching along at youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee Show. Every single day, we are so thankful that you allow us to penetrate your eyeballs and ear holes. And I want to let you know, not everything I do is obviously recorded and filmed. There's a lot of things that I do behind closed doors where I'm pounding on doors. I'm kicking them open. I'm asking questions that people probably shouldn't ask to a lot of these companies and things. Some of them are negative. Some of them are positive. We saw just a few weeks ago, SeatGeek was offering up a discount to everybody, not just new users. We're talking everybody on their platform because I went to SeatGeek and I said, hey, I'm fucking sick and tired of not being able to say to the loyal people that have been using your service for a long time that they don't get a deal. Is there any way we can get a deal for everybody? And SeatGeek said, all right, you're right. Fucking enough. Okay. Now, maybe a year ago or two years ago when I was asking these questions, I wasn't getting the same response, but I was resilient. I had grit. I continued to ask these questions, and now I understand what I should expect and what I can expect. And with our biggest partner in FanDuel, who I think has done pretty fucking good, right? Well, absolutely. Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> Outright number one sports book on planet Earth. What? I mean, absolutely killing it. The app is gorgeous. We've created and had so much fun in our relationship with FanDuel for different promos and specials. And I want to let you know, when I was in that COVID cave and I was sending messages and calls and relentlessly pursuing the dream of what we have accomplished, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to formally announce that we are going to take at least a hundred some million dollars from FanDuel this week. What? Yeah, and I'm not talking about our company. That's going to come. Okay, that will happen at some point, especially with the numbers that everybody else is allegedly getting paid. I mean, there is only a matter of time for that. What I'm talking about is this weekend, starting on Thursday, all the way through Week One, in celebration of the NFL being back. We. Okay, as a community, people that watch, people that listen, people in this studio will be able to bet and take over a hundred million dollars in estimated losses from FanDuel Sportsbook. That was the actual email I got back. If we were able to do what you would like to do, Pat, that would cost us a projected, and they gave me an exact number. It was about $107 million. Sheesh. A lot of people would say, hey, you're our biggest partner. You've done a lot for us. You've completely changed the course of our show, our lives, and say, oh, we get it. I said, no, no, because I was maybe in a mood on that particular day. <laughs> a little bit of, no, I think we deserve this type of thing. I send back, so what? And they responded, you're right. Let's fucking celebrate <laughs> yeah. the NFL. So this weekend, we need a little bit of celebration music, please, Foxy. Okay, here's the deal. FanDuel Sportsbook. All states... 
have free entry into a Thursday night fantasy football thingy that has $4 million in total prizes, $1 million to the top prize. Okay. Everybody on earth gets a free entry if you're 18 and older in America, obviously. But fantasy is basically available everywhere. You get a free entry into the fantasy contest Thursday night. has to be opening night. $4 million in total prizes, $1 million in top prize. There's more. What? If you live in a sports book state, you legalize sports book state for FanDuel. You can participate in the one million dollar top prize fantasy uh, thingy for free. Okay. okay, and you also get a free bet. Oh. One free bet. Whoa. For the entire weekend, not just new users. We're talking everybody that has a phone that is in a legal sportsbook state. You have the capability for a free bet all weekend. Uh, one free bet for the entire weekend. Free fantasy entry. If you're not in a sportsbook state, you go into the free entry for the fantasy football Thursday night. You could win $1 million or a share of the $4 million in total prizes. This is going to cost FanDuel, they said to me, hundred and like seven. Projected million dollars. Damn! Let's fucking take every goddamn dollar they have. I the max the bet <coughs> size for the free bet this weekend. I guess it's actually on like some sort of scale depending upon how much active you are. If you're new, there's so it's not like a set amount. There's some regulations things work. Okay, sure. Different people, I think, are allowed more as free bets oh, with right. regulations, depending upon whatever. I don't know the whole thing. All I know is, let's take every fucking dollar Hell they yeah. have. Hell yeah! That's right! Kicking off in. Thank you, FanDuel. Thank you, FanDuel! That's huge. Let's go! That's huge. That is huge. Yeah! Every single human gets a free bet. That's wild. That's a bad decision. Yeah, very bad decision. $107 million bad decision. Projected. So that is them also estimating that a lot of people are probably going to lose. Who's going to win? So that's them trying to game a little bit. Mm -hmm. That was their projected number. I'm thinking... Projections are probably wrong. You know why? Buccaneers going to be... Hey, listen, you do your free bet with what you got to do, okay? You use your big brain. You do whatever you got to do with your free bet, okay? But I'm just saying, there's a couple games seem like they're very easy to get out there. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if that's a projected number, it's going to be hopefully a lot more because they're assuming the people are going to lose. No, nah, no. Nah. The people that listen to this show, the people in this room, mm. the people that are going to take advantage of this particular offer and giveaway... They got big ass brains. Hell, Hell yeah! That's right. right. We pay attention to the NFL. Now we have been on the record of saying the first couple weeks of the NFL season, we don't fully know what tough we're going to bet. get. No, not it at is all. tough to bet. So I did push for this to maybe be a week five. You know? <laughs> sure. Ah. Hey, week six, just because you know I'm also participating in this thing. I right. would like to also know what I'm doing. So week one is a little bit of a crapshoot, but there's a couple teams we know a lot about. I feel like at yeah. this point. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, we know the Buccaneers. We know the Chiefs. Now last year the Chiefs were a absolute, you know, one of that gift. Uh, where they're taking the money and throwing into the fire, right? right? Because they were favored to win six and a half, nine and a half, eight and a half, five and a half, and they would just, they would only win, decide to win in the last minute and mm -hmm. try and only win mm -hmm. by one. So a lot of us that were riding the Chiefs train heavy and will continue to do so, yeah. lost a lot of money last year. I think it's going to be much different because they're pissed off right. about what happened in the Super Bowl. Travis Kelsey's been open about it. I think Patrick Mahomes has even talked about it. Tyreek Hill was almost in a race with Usain Bolt, and everybody thought Tyreek Hill might have, some people thought that Tyreek Hill would still have a shot. That was not an outright, hey, fastest man to ever exist will beat Tyreek Hill. They have that guy on their team, a pissed off Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes back. I think we know about the Chiefs a little bit more this year than we might have last year. Buccaneers feels like a team we know a lot about. And there's some others that we should be comfortable with a free bet and chance to maybe take, I don't know what the max is going to be, maybe $200, $300 million oh. in FanDuel. Let's fucking go, dude. Might as well. That's Let's incredible. go, dude. Let's go and get it. And thank you to FanDuel for that. I mean, you got to be worried that FanDuel might go bankrupt with this Bucks game on Thursday oh, shit, night, too. Right, that is a little bit of 
problem, especially because conversations we are having with exactly. them. Exactly, right? Yeah. We need them to continue to have some sort of uh, fun. So let's let other shows people's loose. Hey, Cowboys yeah. look pretty good. You know what I mean? No, I like no, 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 no. Don't, don't sway them. You let other people that okay. are driving okay. people saying, they'll go ahead and say dumb stuff. Okay. Well, what if the Cowboys got Cow- You know, Big Mike, <laughs> apparently he's got the watermelons ready to go. No. First <laughs> week you bring out the watermelons, what are you going to do week 10? Pineapple. Week 11. What? Lately. Oh, no. I left my shillelagh. What? Yeah. Uh, A European fellow mailed me something in the mail. Oh, yeah. Obviously, that's what you do when you mail something. (laughs) Fucking idiot. It was a shillelagh. That's what it's called. Shillelagh. You could have just traveled here and just placed it in your mailbox. Well, but. They did mail it through the mail. Well, that would still be considered mail, I believe. Mm -hmm. There it is. So, this year. Okay. All right. uh-huh. Just like this weekend, FanDuel's going to be taking a shellacking from the shillelagh. That's right. Okay, I will hammer Don, and I will shillelagh through that fucking sports book all summer, all season, all season. That all thing's awesome. Mm-hmm. This is very, it's the coolest thing. I didn't know what it was. I'm like, sir, uh, why'd you send me a caramel apple? Yeah. <laughs> I saw Zito on try a, to take a bite out of it. I thought it was meat. On a piece of I wood. Did. Yeah, it does look like a little bit of meat, like crystallized, sugarized mm-hmm. meat Boom. on that thing. Uh, but this is allegedly a shillelagh. And I got an entire message from a guy. He put a little smiley face on that thing, too. Oh, so that's some, nice. That's something that comes alive. It is happy, yeah. Well, it actually looks shocked. Oh, so he's ready for war shillelagh. He's got a good beard, though. Kind of looks like Gumpy right now coming out of his COVID cave. I mean, this thing is ready to go. It's excited. And let's start this weekend by taking every dollar. The FanDuel has uh, Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Uh, the first one of season two is today. Yeah! He'll be joining us at 2.05 Eastern-ish. Okay. A lot of drama behind the scenes with that. Really? Oh, no. Why? Because, um, so I wanted to send, uh, you know, a social light, a ring light, an influencer light. Sure. Right. So that, you know, last year I felt terrible every single week and I just didn't do anything about it when he was, you know, holding his phone down. Because he was tired, <clears throat> by the way. Yeah. And then every once in a while he would like uh, have a, a scratch or a niche and it felt like he yeah. was actually just going scratch right into the phone sometimes. <laughs> but what are we going to say? Because the guy's fucking doing a great conversation Thank you, and, and he might be tired, so I'm not going to do that. So we wanted to send a uh, socialite ring light thing to him. Nice. It is not got there yet. Oh, oh no. God. That's on Wisconsin. Well, that is that's, on the mail system. I did look for a, <laughs> which we were just referring to. <laughs> right. uh-huh. I was able to get a shillelagh from Europe. Okay, yeah. couldn't get this goddamn ring light over to Wisconsin. Are you they, kidding? They me? got good ones over there, though. We know that. Yeah, well, I, I, in Europe or in Wisconsin? In Europe, from the uh, whatever that Shiny Flakes documentary. Was. We <laughs> oh, know yes. they're shipping stuff very quick. No problem. And you can you can unload a lot of stuff, oh, yeah. and <laughs> people won't even know for some time. Somehow, you nope. can just show up to all these things. Uh, but anyways, I tried to get a bike rickshaw this morning, a pedicab to get the light to uh, to Aaron. Couldn't find any in town, so really, I, there was almost. Uh, you know what? I don't, I don't want you to have to go through what you had to go through last year. Sure. Let's wait until it's socialite. I, I told him, and he said, no, no, no. I'll hold the phone one last time. Wow. Stand up guy. So we're excited. I think he's excited. Let's have a great conversation with that Hell fucking yeah. guy. Hell yeah. Up. I mean, I'm pumped up about it. We're just a couple of days away from, you know, the reigning MVP stepping back out on the field with his team after an incredibly... You know, chaotic almost, but mm-hmm. in his world, I think very zenful offseason. Yeah, sure. Somehow was able to separate himself from a lot of the shit that was going on about him. I don't even know if he fully knew. That's going to be one of my first questions. You know, because he did come on the show last week whenever I was at 104 and a half degree fever and, you know. Yeah, kind of odd. What's that all about? Yeah, kind of messed up. Now nah, we're over. I kind we're of that on He's AJ. holding the phone. Mm-hmm. He's holding the phone one last time. So we're, I'm past that. Okay, there's, a little, <laughs> there's at least a little pros and cons. But I'm going to ask, how did he separate? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
because he said he had to do a lot of work on himself to do that. I guess you just kind of have to detach. And it goes back to, I think, the Bill Burr thing. Whenever Bill Burr was told he was canceled a few times, and he said, by who? And then he said, if you just don't go on the app, yeah. you don't know. <laughs> like, is that what he, he did? He just, because if you don't go, if you don't go to the place where people are telling you that you're a prima donna diva piece of shit or whatever, like, tree fall in the woods type thing do you even really hear right. any of that and is it our job to tell him what was all said about him maybe to get the chip back on the shoulder a yeah. little bit well yeah. i think i mean i think enough of the stuff with the gm in the front office has firmly placed the chip on his shoulder but you're right because it seemed like when he was talking to us last year like he's super perceptive he knows what is being said whether it's on twitter or on tv like i and it, it, I mean, it was literally all we talked about for four months. Not just us. Every Yeah, every single we show out there. We were getting attacked, by the way. Big time. Because, you know, of our relationship with Aaron and right. us talking about him. We are getting attacked about it, not only by the people that were anti-Aaron, but even, like, the pro-Aaron people were like, we got to stop talking about yeah. this. And it's like, hey, listen, this is a massive fucking ordeal, mm-hmm. okay? This is the reigning MVP, a guy that, I mean— if we were to actually do the number, what is it, 26 GMs, 27 GMs probably? Right. If he was to actually become readily available, would be very interested in keeping even – his age means nothing, especially with what we're hearing from Tom Brady mm-hmm. and everything like that. And you go – and this is not a shot at Tom, obviously. Tom's Tom. But we could all say Aaron's a bit more athletic, right, For than sure. Tom sure. as a body, right. as a full body. He's a bit more athletic. I don't think Tom would ever get upset about that. No. Being said, that is a matter of fact. You know, that is just a real thing. So let's assume that he'll be able to continue to take care of his body with what Tom's going to be able to do and everybody's saying Matthew Stafford's going to be able to do it whenever he gets into this Rams offense with some protection and success and everything like that. I mean, Aaron could probably play another eight to ten years. Oh, yeah. yeah. He told us last year. That's a whole nother career. Yeah, and he feels better than he ever has. Like, you know, I mean, he's had he had a couple of years where he, you know, broke his collarbone and missed time and stuff like that. But he said last year, I mean, similar to what we're hearing with Brady, like his arm has never felt better. He's never felt better than he does right now. At Ty Schmidt, one of the owners of the Packers at Boston Connor, at Tone Diggs in the room with me, all the boys in the back. I, I think this is exactly what the NFL was changing the rules for, though, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is why right. the NFL keep. started changing. We need to keep the yeah. players. We need to keep our quarterbacks mostly. That's why they started changing all the rules. So the NFL probably takes a victory lap hearing when Tom says, like, oh, I feel good. I, mm-hmm. And they say not just this year, might not be his last for Ben Roethlisberger, too. And then you start talking about Aaron and things like that. The NFL is like, this, it's working. Okay, right. So our rules in that particular aspect are working. It's just, man, if you have one of those guys, I don't think you try to lose them. No, not at all. The NFL is doing, changing the rules so they can keep them. Yeah. Yes. Okay, the NFL is changing rules so they can keep them on the field. And then some of the franchises don't even realize that they have it. Well, it seems like some of the guys who are, uh, you know, in those positions of power feel like they operate above the law, oh, above the shield. Oh, oh. And it just so happens, you know, that uh, my team has two of those guys. But yeah. what are you going to do? That'll get all figured out. Yeah, sure. Right. And I don't know how, obviously, I mean, with AJ's toxicity, too. It's I mean, AJ's going to ask about. I mean, he, that whole offseason thing mm-hmm. numerous yeah. times. And I can't wait to hear Aaron kind of just, you know, perfectly yeah. answer that and just say fuck you without saying <laughs> Good one, AJ. And that's why I think that 35-minute press conference that he did first day back was so awesome. Yes. Can't wait to chat with him. Now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills are on the horizon. Okay. And whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, we're excited to get back out there and meet new people. Hell yeah. 
When the moment comes, it's not come too quick. Oh, <laughs> oh here we go. That is not what they had in their copy. Okay. <laughs> they should. That was, I think they're going in a different direction, so let's go back a sentence or two. Okay, okay. When you, when the moment comes, you want to be ready. Hell That's yeah. true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes, and guess what? Ha! Huh. Lasts a long time. Banging up, banging up, banging up. Yeah, it's yeah. Pete Alonzo at the all <laughs> yes. at the home run derby. That's right. Dingers. Downtown. Bingo. David Ocup- <laughs> Population you, dude. Hell yeah. Roman ready equals confidence. The confidence that you know you can rise to the occasion in the moment. We're looking at the Summer of Love 2021 version, and Roman wants to make sure you can participate in your way. Whether that be as a single person or a couple who would still rather stay in with each other, a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. Okay. That's huge. Free? The shipping's free. Wow. I believe. Not the... Not the yeah, medication. Free no. two-day shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go to GetRoman.com slash McAfee today, and if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of ED treatment. Okay. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. And if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of erectile dysfunction treatment. Make sure you're ready to have the confidence and control this summer. Roman ready. The first Aaron Rodgers Tuesday of season two of Aaron Rodgers Tuesday begins right now. Ladies and gentlemen, we kicked off this show with a fantastic announcement about FanDuel giving away a projected $100 million plus in free bets and a free daily fantasy uh, Thursday night where you could win a million dollars. Free entry for anybody that is able in the United States, which means you're above the age of 18. If you live in a sports book state, you can also enter in for the free bet of the weekend. I think it's a sliding scale on the max bet depending upon how much you bet. It's not just new users, it's everybody. They're projected to lose over $100 million we need to make that 200 million, 300 million. What? You need to use our big ass brains and take every single dollar they have. Speaking of big ass brains, last year we got a chance to have a weekly conversation with a man who would go on to win the MVP. What we learned was, oh, this guy who has always been described by the masses as a standoff prima donna prick is actually a very thoughtful, hilarious, and clever individual. He went on to win the MVP, lose in the NFC Championship uh, game for the second year in a row. Then he'd go on to host Jeopardy, absolutely crush it, dominate it, nail it, probably be named the head host of Jeopardy if he wasn't still going to be the MVP of the NFL Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah! 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 Dude, I have, COVID. I have COVID all over my uh, dropping dimes and suck it sign shirt. I need to get it cleaned. I would have worn it. I can't thank you enough. You look amazing, sir. Yeah! I appreciate you. Um, there is a Wi-Fi out. <laughs> Frank, the tank. Frank, the tank. 
Oh, Jesus. I think it's on your side. It's definitely on your side. No, no, no. Ohio's got an outage. It's because of AJ. And I know we we didn't get to send you the socialite in time. I told you I tried to find a bike rickshaw to get that thing delivered to you today. It'll be here by next week. Uh, Aaron, thank you so much for joining us again. Last year, it was one of the coolest experiences of our lives, getting a chance to chat with you. Last year, whenever we started this thing, you said your body was feeling better than ever. Your headspace was better than ever. You went on to win the MVP. Where are you now this year going in, Aaron? Your hair looks beautiful. The beard looks great. Obviously, you look like you're in shape. How's the headspace, sir? The headspace is great. The uh, Wi-Fi sucks ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It doesn't matter. I don't you, know. look, you look good. I don't know what's going on. I mean, I got my hair all slicked up for this. We'll call you back. Let's, let's call him back. We'll call you back, Aaron. Oh, man, I'm excited. We stumbled out of the gates there, Aaron Rodgers, Tuesday. This is not a sign of season two. And no, 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 no. I do not need anybody thinking like, oh, no, bad start, because uh -huh. that is not the case. It is actually feels like there's maybe a plot against us today. It a little does bit. seem like that. A little bit. Take out Ohio, which is one of the big parts of the show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the bike rickshaw, the pedicab, couldn't get the socialite to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it feels like the universe is maybe operating against us, but what the universe doesn't know is that this show has grit. This show is resilient. This show will continue to make magic because we get a chance to chat with a magic man. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us again, Green Bay Packers quarterback, reigning MVP of the NFL, could be the Jeopardy host if he wanted to be the handsome, the incomparable, the clever Aaron Rodgers. Yeah! Yes, there we go. There we go. We're clear. Let's go. Hey. We're back. It's good to be back with you guys. I missed you guys. We missed you too. Missed you. We missed you a lot, man. Nothing happened this offseason that would have been good to check in on. <laughs> I don't feel like you guys missed anything. Okay, quick question. Whenever you were deciding not to say anything ever through that entire process, how hard of a decision was that whenever some of the shit was coming out, you think? Was it, was it very easy for you to be like, I'm, why are we talking right now? We have no idea how this is going to end. Was that the whole mindset? Uh, well, uh, you know, because uh, you, you probably said on your show because you can't keep a fucking secret. <laughs> <laughs> But I hit you up a couple times, and I was like, maybe we should talk. Yeah. yeah. But it just didn't It didn't seem right the entire time because my motivation was never to slam the organization or the fan base or anybody specifically. I, you know, I was just in contemplation and wanted to, you know, take time to think about where I was at and what I wanted to do. I didn't want to get into, you know, pissing match. Uh, you know, you and that other scrub from WWE. E, you know, who always tried to yeah. I'm not going to mention his name. Yeah, yeah please yes. don't. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I, I just wanted it to be uh, to be cordial. I love the organization. I've, I've had a, lot, a long, uh, long time being here, and I didn't want to make it, uh, you know, make it play out in public. Well, I appreciate that move, and I think we all did in the end whenever you gave your 35-minute press conference with one bottle of water. I mean, it was beautiful. It was like Bob Ross painting there. And by the end of it, everybody was like, oh, okay, so we understand completely why Aaron feels the way he does. And your entire message since then has been like, hey, I'm back. It's all football right now. How's the team? How do we feel? NFC Championship last year, that never gets talked about. Hell of a run. Only one team's going to win the Super Bowl. You guys were one of the final four left. What is the thought in the team and the locker room and everything like that? But Pat, it's been two years in a row. And well, still I, nobody, I didn't cares. Yeah. nobody cares <laughs> <laughs> unless you win the championship. Although I know Ty cares, I appreciate. I do. Um, thanks, Ty. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think the feel is is good. Uh, 
just like most of the teams in the league, there was some gymnastics that uh, had to be uh, gone through to get us under the cap uh, this year. Um, not every team had to deal with that, but a lot of teams uh, who you know have uh, a chance to win it all. There's been some constraints with that. There's there's uh, a lot of unknowns moving in the future, so I think everybody's just focusing on this year and the guys that we got. And I think there's a consensus that we got a really good opportunity to put ourselves in that position again, like we have been the last couple of years. So there's a lot of positivity around the, around the squad. Obviously, we're bringing back most of the guys from last year. Added Randall Cobb to the mix. Um, you know, so uh, you feel really good about our about our team. We got to get through the first uh, six. It looks like without uh, you know another uh, friend of the show, not as big of a friend as maybe me, but but David Bakhtiari, who has become a better gifter. You know, as we've cool. seen, yeah, the golf cart was awesome. Uh, but you know, we'll uh, we'll get through these six and then look forward to getting them back. Okay, I can't wait for Takatar to get back out there. The Loving sixty nine golf cart was beautiful. I enjoyed you driving that thing around, and I think just like everybody expected, you're very appreciative of that. Mm-hmm. Was, yeah, he said, and I quote, you know, that I was a part of bullying him into buying that. I hey, sorry to bullying you and be a good friend. Okay, Bakhtiar, I apologize for that. I'm happy you got that. Um, let's talk about the team and the growth, though. You know, everybody's back. You guys got a roster. It's unbelievable. You and LaFleur in that IG story with the quote, hey, we're supposed to hate each other. Last year before the season we talked to you, you said, hey, me and LaFleur had a couple Zoom calls, one through the first season together, what we liked, what we didn't like, got on the same page. Another season here in that offense, getting comfortable with LaFleur. How's he? He's got to be pumped that you're all the way back in the building, I assume. Oh, no, this fucking... As we struggle through more wide Yeah, this is fucking unbelievable. This is A.J. Hawk's fault. That's yeah. right. This is A.J.'s fault, Aaron. Goddamn rain we had. We'll call him back. We'll call him back. All right. Call him back. All right, third down coming up. That's okay. That's right. That's okay. We'll get it right. Hey, third down's big. This is money down. Uh-huh. That's right. Down. Need it. This is money down. Third down's big down now. Mm-hmm. Get to fourth down. I'm okay. I'm very comfortable in that situation. Yeah, yeah. Sure. All right. I'm fourth down quarterback. Always have been. Always will be. I'm very comfortable in that thing in the pocket. But, I mean, what is the deal, Zito? Zito, what, is this you and Billy aren't fucking cracking the code back there? I mean, what are we doing? I thought we could get around this whole thing. A lot of rain. A lot of rain out there. Yeah, by the way, I hope everybody's okay. There's a lot of storm yeah. here. Peace. Seems like it's a Midwest issue. Outage. Are we being attacked over here in America? Could be, whether it's from China or Russia. On three. Hut, hut, hut! Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Rodgers is back. Aaron, how you doing, pal? Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to be here. There's a lot of rain this morning. Big, uh, big rainstorm. Probably knocked out most of the Wi-Fi routers across the great town of Green Bay and the smaller towns around. So, anyway, I'm back. I'm here. Yeah, it's good. Hey, yeah. you know what? This is the best. This is the best yeah. I've ever seen you, to be honest. LaFleur, though, how happy. And what that, that post on IG, everything you post gets dissected, obviously. And I think at this point, you know that. <laughs> you know that at this point. So the, they, we were supposed to hate each other with LaFleur IG story was so beautiful. Because I think last year you talked about how great your relationship was. And they might have been trying to drive a wedge in between you this offseason. Where are you and LaFleur at now? You guys just the bestest of friends, huh? Yeah, just uh, virtual middle fingers to the world, you know. Yeah, I like us. People who, people who said, <laughs> you know, we'd never be able to get along and coexist and all the bullshit with that audible story, you know. I'd say uh, quiet on that front, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's a, there isn't a lot of that conversation, but I think it's because both of you, right? Like, 
LaFleur had to, and we've learned this now, he had to give up some of his pride and say like, okay, Aaron, you're gonna go down as maybe the best football player of all time. You're on the mount. I would like to have your input. Like that is, that doesn't seem like rocket science to do, but I like the fact that he was willing to do that, able to do that. How nice is it to be able to have a guy though that you can say like, hey, we shouldn't do that, we should do this. That has to be a very empowering feeling for you in the year, whatever this is now, 17, 16, whatever it is. 17, Pat, thank you. Uh, it should be and it is natural. You know, it should be natural for a person of my status and, and age and experience, and it is. I think it really helps having, uh, you know, the other voices in the room. I mean, Maddie's like 41, Hackett's 40, Getsy's younger than I am by a few months. And the four of us, you know, put our heads together and, and uh, talk through the plans and the ideas and the creativity. And um, it's, a, you know, a really good thing, I think, for our offense and, and for our room. Uh, to be able to have those conversations. Now, you know, the the credit goes to those guys as far as creativity. Those guys, you know, spend you know, spend a lot of time going through uh, the plan and, and getting things ready. And by the time it hits uh, kind of my radar, you know, uh, late Monday, early Tuesday, it's exciting going through the plan with those guys. But ultimately, I think the, the greatest uh, stretches for our friendship in a positive way was between the first and second year for Matt and I. In this offseason, there was never about Matt and I. We had great conversations throughout the whole thing. I think there was some, you know, fear that maybe I wouldn't come back on his side, which, you know, was warranted because I was thinking about not coming back. And, and <laughs> But but him and I have always had a good relationship. He flew out, uh, you know, we had a good time in Malibu. Um, he brought a couple, uh, couple of gifts as well. Um, he knows how much I enjoy the, uh, the brown liquor and, and uh, and also some wine he brought uh, as well. So that was that was much appreciated. I love that Gunter other people, other people didn't maybe bring the same type of gifts as, as Matty did. Mm. Oh, I read about these trips, though. I want to let you know. I read about these trips. Was LaFleur the first or the last? Uh, he was the first. Okay, fucking LaFleur. He likes you the most. All right. Yeah. And LaFleur's like, this is a lot of pressure, man. I could go back to, like, college recruiting. Let yeah. me get the booze out. All right. I think this is good. Was he like scotch, right? He likes four fingers of scotch. Mm -hmm. That guy loves throwing that down. Let's uh. get out of there. A little wine out there. That's awesome, man. I'm happy to hear that your two relationship is so good because if I do recall, one of the people that was potentially involved in the whole thing said, hey, you don't be the fucking problem here. And it turns out LaFleur was like, oh, he's not the problem. Hey, he's the answer, actually. Yeah, <laughs> this is good news. Go ahead, Ty. Aaron wouldn't want you okay, to throw. Let me just respond to that. That never fucking happened again. I think I've mentioned that on this show, but that never happened. That alleged conversation never happened. Which one? Don't be the problem. That never happened. Oh, really? No, yeah, that's a total lie. That's a oh. fabric. Okay, so never. I shouldn't hate him for that then. Okay, I, I, let me take that back. That never happened. Okay, good news. It never happened. Is there anything else that never happened that we should know about? Uh, I but as it comes up this season, I'll, I'll definitely be sure and, and write the ones that I feel like need to be <laughs> righted that were wrong. Yeah, because killing with indifference has always been your thing. But there's some things that should be like, hey, we got to nip this in the butt, especially now. Yeah, yeah. Like the whole, you know, uh, deep house cleaning thing. <laughs> that is a total lie. <laughs> or the uh, the golf dues thing that, you know. That's uh, you know that was a lie as well. Now, Green Bay Country Club, for whatever reason, decided to do some big uh, uh, renovation. They're charging dues for certain. Uh, you know, for anybody who wants to stick around, you're you're a little seventy five hundred little ching on top of your bill. Uh, but uh, but I, you don't renew 
golf dues. You either leave the club or you pay your golf dues. There's no like, well, I'm going to put my renewal. Yeah, oh, you must be coming back. That never happened. Yeah, it's an auto pay situation. <laughs> and I, I think that was our immediate response because I've been charged at three different country clubs around Indiana because I became a member because I just wanted to golf on one particular day and I've never golfed there ever again. And I'm still paying for whatever fucking food they're adding to their <laughs> rent every single time. So it was a little bit of a nightmare. Uh, it was a little bit of a nightmare. I I should go a little bit more and work on my putting, by the way, because you're putting. You got to get out of there. Yeah, got to get out. Got to call him. Hey, don't be taking any seventy-five hundred dollars, by the way. I ain't fucking doing it anymore. I golf in Montana with Bryson DeChambeau. All right, that's all I do. Go ahead, Ty. Aaron wouldn't want you to throw any dirt on anyone or take any pot shots, but we saw from training camp, you know, you standing next to Gudikinst and not really Mark Murphy, but I know myself and a lot of fans uh, were hoping that one of those days maybe you'd just throw a seed right through both those fuckers' chests. Uh, <laughs> Notwithstanding, do you feel like as you guys got down to the 53, like were things different this year? Do you feel like your voice was heard a little bit more? Uh, that's a good question, Ty. You're full of great, great questions. Uh, <laughs> some things never change. Uh, I don't want to get into the depth of the conversations or the actual conversations too much. I just feel like some things need to be left where they're at. I, I, just, I will say that there has been uh, better communication than in years past. Um, I think that was understood by uh, all parties involved that that was kind of needed uh, moving forward to have uh, a chance to keep this thing rolling. Um, so that was uh, definitely a different uh, level of communication than years past, for sure. Okay, so was there ever a time where you just wanted to say to him, and you can't say this, I mean, you, you acknowledged it earlier, and I'm happy you have acknowledged just like, what everybody has known that watches you play football, but was there ever, was your entire debate back was just, you should fucking wanna know, like, what I think. Like, was that said, and was that, was that what ended up happening at the end? Like, yeah, we should wanna know what the best player that has ever played and has been better in this league longer than he, we had any positions of power. We should, was that the agreement that came towards the end there? I think that's what a lot of people wanna know. Like, how come your voice wasn't being heard when you're, legitimately one of the smartest players to ever play football, one of the best players to ever play football, why would you not want that person's input? Is that where the conversation ended? Was it like that on both sides, or is that still something that has to be chatted about more? Well, Pat, I think you have to understand that um, it's not necessarily that anybody is uh, extremely wrong in the situation. There's, uh, there's, in all parts of society, uh, at times, People do things because they've always done them, right? Now, some would counter that and say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results, right? Mm -hmm. But in business, often in corporations um, and big business, things are done. And the, it, look, it used to be done in the West Coast offense as well when Mike and I would have conversations over the years. And why are we doing this? Well, that's what they've done since 1989. That's when, when Bill Walsh and Paul Hackett put it in. That's the way they did things, you know, and be like, well, let's adapt. Let's change. And and to Mike's credit, he, he, you know, he had the kind of the second iteration of the West Coast offense, and we adjusted and did different things that, that the original West Coast offense wasn't doing. And my point of saying that is in business, a lot of times you do things a certain way because they've always been done a certain way, or you've been modeled uh, how uh, things should work or operate, and that's what you learn. That's how you grow up in the system. And objectively, uh, there's been a lot of success in Green Bay doing it kind of, this way, you know, where yeah. 
uh, coaches coach, players play, and personnel people make decisions. Um, they've also been fortunate to have some pretty good quarterback play over the last 31 years-ish starting. Um, so for me, it was just wanting to have a bigger impact in decisions that directly affect my job that I feel like I'm competent enough to communicate with about that I know nobody knows the locker room better than I do. Nobody uh, has been, you know, around this place in a position of uh, influence longer than I have. And I mean influence, I've been starting now for 14 years. Um, so nobody knows uh, the product like I do on the field. And that gives me a perspective that I feel like adds, not dominates, but adds to a conversation when you're talking about players or decisions that directly impact the product on the field. And that was my thing the entire time. I believe for the majority of the offseason, there was an unwillingness to uh, to budge or to have those conversations. But you never know. I believe in the possibility for people to change and grow. And it just takes small minor adjustments in habits. Habits take, on average, scientifically, I read this, uh, about three weeks to fully kind of uh, lock in your brain and, and change. And so I always feel like that I'm three weeks away from a uh, epiphany or a major life change or an adjustment that's going to positively impact my life. And everybody who is in a position of influence here in Green Bay is, is three weeks away from that as well. You're so fucking good, dude. <laughs> Why would you not want this human's opinions? I have no idea. It makes no sense to me. But it's nice to hear that you have, you know, gotten potentially to a point where you have enough self-respect where you say, my opinion should matter here. All right. I've yeah. made a lot of people a lot of money here. We've won a lot. I've had a lot of success. I love this place. You, I love this place. You told us long before this entire thing happened, I want to retire a Green Bay Packer. I take a lot of pride in being a Packer. And for a California kid in the middle of Green Bay with everything, I mean, it is just, I'm happy that we're maybe getting closer and closer to that happening because I think everybody wants to see you have the same opportunities as a, anybody else that has ever been at your level in the game. I can't wait for it, and I thank you for your time. Go ahead, Diggs. Uh, Aaron, Tom Brady earlier in the season and now today uh, was complaining about the defense at any position being able to wear any number basically that they want. And Tom said, no, he didn't actually say this, but Tom basically said, I don't know who's the mic anymore. No, is that that's be not what he said. <laughs> That's not what Tom was saying. Is that going to be, is that an issue that all quarterbacks around the league are thinking about or just Tom? Uh, I'm not going to leave Tom out to dry with this one. I think it is interesting to see that the number changes. It's been obviously easier to, to figure out um, specific players and their roles. Um, but I think this would be just a week one thing where you have different guys wearing maybe single digit numbers or defensive players. And figuring out what exactly their role is. Are they a dime safety or are they a nickel or, you know, um, are they going to be a uh, in-the-box player or an out-of-the-box player? As we get into the season, this will kind of all shake itself out. I do think it is interesting that they allow for self-expression now more with your through your number, but not with this uh, bizarre uh, tightening around uh, whatever taunting is. Um, you know, you saw it a few years ago with the celebration uh, crackdown, the no-fun league kind of reared its head. Now you've seen a lot more celebrations and, you know, full team celebrations after turnovers or touchdowns. And I think the fans and the players definitely like that. The taunting thing, uh, 
I think it'll be interesting to see how it's refereed. Um, I don't believe it's an ob objective call. There's a lot of subjectivity in in this, and I, I don't think it should be refed uh, objectively. I do want to comment on one thing I did see uh, that Tom Tom mentioned uh, in uh, somebody sent me this clip in a roundtable, looked like with some other teammates of his. He was talking about the difficulty in defenses playing and uh, referring to throws over the middle and uh, throws into tight windows. And the difference when he first got in the league, and I'm going to put myself just a few years behind him, when I first got in the league as well, the way that the game was played is much different um, than it is today with uh, crossing routes not being as big of a thing. Uh, kind, of, kind of coming out of the West Coast offense in the 80s and 90s, the uh, adjustment to that was having your linebackers, you know, just hit the shit out of those crossers. Kill them. Yeah, to, to avoid from feeling so comfortable running over the middle. And also, you've seen that. That's out of the game now. Um, and also, balls down the middle. You just didn't throw a lot of throws down the middle against single high safety, even against uh, you know too high, unless you you could throw them on a line because uh, you didn't want to lay your guy out to dry. And there was headhunter safeties in the league who were going to make you pay if you left your if you had your guy extended over the middle, his hands up or something. Hospital ball. Totally, totally. And I do agree with Tom in that I do think it dumbs down the play a little bit because there's not accountability for bad throws like it used to be. Um, so I, I thought that was really interesting. Is that, it, it, is that something you think about? Is that something you think about, by the way, when you're throwing somebody down the middle now? Because with the emergence of these rules, the tight ends have grown. Like the tight end game has gotten massive now. And big Bob Tunyon, obviously, big dog also there. Is that something you know, like you had to change your mind? Like, oh, I can let this one fly a little bit down the middle because if not, it's maybe an added 15. They can't really. Was that a change that you had to make in your mindset in the game? I don't know if I'm even there yet. I really don't. Uh, you know, my I think a quarterback, and I, I bet Tom would, would probably agree with this statement, but you, my greatest fear forever was laying one of your teammates out. Like the last thing you want to do is is lead a guy into a big hit that causes him to, you know, get concussed or, God forbid, you know, not being able to get off the field on his own power. That's your greatest fear because that guy is trusting you with his – health really as much as i'm trusting takatari and my linemen to protect me those guys are trusting me to protect them with a throw and that's why the west coast offense has always been predicated on proper number and and location for the football and that's the way i, I learned and it was to avoid it was to allow for yards after the catch and to you know throw the ball away from contact for your for your stud players so that was the greatest fear of mine now not you don't think like Oh, I can throw whatever the hell ball I want down the middle now because, you know, if the guy gets rocked, it's going to be an extra 15. Um, I do think it takes, uh, you know, some of the, uh, you know, it, it takes some, obviously some of the contact out of the sport and some of the, uh, you know, uh, consequences for for poor decision-making um, off the quarterback and, and onto the defensive player, which I think is, is very difficult uh, now to play defense at certain positions and certain parts of the game. But you'll take advantage of it if you have to because that's a fucking game. Hate to break it to you. Sorry about it. But I do like the fact that you came out in defense of him because a lot of people were saying, oh, here's Tom Bitch and here's Tom Bitch. And it's like, no, I think this is a real thing. And anytime. Well, all, let, me, let me He's not bitching. He's not bitching. He's actually talking about how, you know, he, he thinks it. it uh, the product is is less than it was, and I, you know, I, I would have to agree with that. Um, you know, if you're allowed to just throw some shitty passes down the middle because your guy's not going to get rocked, and you're not going to put your guy in a in a, in a stretcher, uh, 
I think that dumbs down the product a little bit. You know, I do think it is hard to play defense. You watch certain guys, and I tell you know I've told guys before, and I think defensive guys would back me up when the conversations we've had on the field. I'm not begging for you know roughing the balls. I might get pissed about what seems to be a, a you know legal contact, a holding, a pass interference, but I'm not I'm not bitching about. Uh, you know about roughing the passer calls. I don't get a lot of them, and I'm not asking for them. You know, I'm not asking for rules to be made for me or anything. You know, I'm I'm, I'm asking to be treated as a football player. But guy drills me in the head, that should be a penalty. Yeah, and but, I and I think the NFL, by the way, I think they and we talked about this earlier. The fact that you can play another eight to ten years. No problem, by the way. I think the NFL takes a victory lap on that because now Tom's able to play, you're able to play a lot longer because that's what they were making the rules because we needed to have our big guys playing. So I think there's a happy balance there, but I appreciate the fact that you and Tom, the two, hey, here, here it is, by the way, and we're living in the middle of it right now and we are for the foreseeable future. Anytime you two speak, I think it's great. I think it's better for the game, so I appreciate you both there. We have a question from Ohio, uh, a <laughs> man who just got his internet back, I believe. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hawk, your question for Aaron Rodgers. Hey, A.J.! Yeah! A.J.! Let's go, dude. Good to be with you guys. Good to see you, Aaron. You're looking great. Your hair looks good, obviously. Now, you were talking. This has been a great talk. You didn't have to bring me in, Pat. I thought you were doing a great job. But No, no. So, as far as the taunting rule, are you scared to give the belt now? Let's say third and seven. You scramble for eight. Can you give the belt? Do you have to make sure that your your pelvic region is pointed away from the defender that may have pushed you out of bounds? <laughs> I think you just got to go light on the thrusting, maybe. Um <laughs> when the rest came and tried to explain it, it was all about the direction of the separation. So, I don't know, uh, you know, degree-wise, if you're facing the guy directly and maybe eye-to-eye, uh, you know, then you got to be really careful, I guess. But if you're slightly offset, then I think you're, you're going to be okay. I mean, th- like I said, it'll be interesting to see how this gets refereed because um, – you know, you're talking about oh, you know, the trust talking to Pat, you know, age, you know, it's not what it was back in the day. I mean, back in the day, there were like some legitimate trash talkers in the league who who really got after you every snap, every play. It's not the same type of trash talking. You know, it's 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 guys getting hyped about a certain play. Um, I don't know. I don't want to see the hype and the excitement taken out of the league. Ever. Ever. You know, though, like and like I told the rest. You know, we're in the conversation. You know when it's an obvious one, and and, uh, and uh, Tony Carrente was in with us, and Tony's been around for a long time, and I have a lot of respect for him. And he was basically saying the same thing. Like you know when it's the obvious taunting ones, when a guy just kind of goes nuts, puts the ball in you know somebody else's face, or does something a little bit over the top. That I, that, I think everybody's fine with that call. It's the borderline ones where a guy just gets up and celebrates and you know jamal williams the thing about jamal williams you know just total hype man you know he'd get up and shaking his hair and doing you know getting all crazy hyped up none of anything that he ever does should be a penalty i don't think and, and i hope it's wrapped as you know as such you talk about tony Carrenti. the issue is we never chat about you know like some of these refs don't have a, a clutch or an it factor either some big moments happen and all of a sudden they just like panic and i, I think if there was a better feeder system for these refs i think we'd all be much more appreciative and comfortable with them making decisions you know what i mean i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna suggest uh that gene steritor open up a school for how to how to white cap and you know 
He's the Yenzer, I believe, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Paisan as well. Yeah, that guy. Uh, Gene is, you know, one of the best refs, if not the best refs I've been around in my time. For one main factor, is that Gene got it. Like, he got the whole thing. It was never too big for him, and he understood the moments. And he repped as such. He did not try and become bigger than the game. He allowed for conversation. He was always talking to guys. Oh, yeah. And I think that's the great thing. Some refs didn't talk to you or didn't give you warnings or just alert you to certain things. But Gene was always great about that. He was always uh, very communicative about certain things. And then, you know, he made the calls that were that uh, he needed to make. But he controlled the entire game. And I think... Uh, I think if he opened up a school for refs, uh, the NFL should mandate every everybody go there. But, you know, in the last few years, there's been a lot of great Whitecaps who have, you know, long-time guys who have retired. So it'll be interesting to see how kind of this next group of people um, takes the game to where it needs to go. I didn't expect to get into this conversation, but the TV companies are offering them so much more money. And Gene's amazing on TV, but it's like, yo, our game is suffering without you. Dean Blandino leaves, obviously all hell breaks loose. Mm-hmm. Pereira, I mean, there is a lot of great refs that kind of get plucked from the field because these TV companies do. Gene Steratore was all, he talked to everybody. It's like he had a relationship with everybody. He knew everybody's demeanors. He knew everybody's style of play. He was cool. I love Gene, man. Hockey Lee was another good communicator. I think mm-hmm. that's why people appreciate him go ahead Connor yeah Aaron going a little further back in the training camp with the Jets Packers joint practice did you and Zach Wilson dive deeper into the swag inner essence conversation or was it more about it you know attacking defenses and slinging darts yeah well you know Connor good question I don't know how you can really combat that question when I when I formulated that response to the idea of swag through uh you know a deep meditation on the uh, essence of life um I and, and made that statement. I don't think there's much you can say to that. You- <laughs> but not a lot of rebuttal. You know, gets you a lot of traction. I don't think in that. Uh, but I have a lot of respect for and, and, and love for Zach. I think he's a really good young kid. I think he's extremely talented. He's a bright future. I think uh, you know he just has to get through these first couple years where it's tough as a young player on a team that. Still need some pieces, um, you know, to to deal with the ups and downs of of frustrations and and the high points. And I think he mentally and and dispositionally he has exactly what you'd want for a young team. Uh, he's got a great coach in Sala. Um, a lot of respect for him. Love hanging out with uh, Matt's younger brother Mike Lafleur, who's the offense coordinator. Uh, he was uh, he was a lot of fun to. Uh, to shoot the shit with James Morgan, uh, Schwabenon product. The Schwabenon, obviously, right down the street from Green Bay. Of course. Went to high school. He just threw a Hail Mary. Shout out to, to James for that in the last pre game. But it was fun fun to see those guys. And luckily, we only had a couple big fights and less after, uh, you know, Gerard Davis got, uh, got an injury in practice. <laughs> Hey, with guys like Zach Wilson and all these young studs that are coming in and going to play as rookies, what, what's the toughest thing for them to get to to figure out, I guess? Obviously, the situation counts. Like, Mac Jones seems to be in a pretty good situation. He's playing well. But what's the toughest thing, I guess, for a guy coming in day one and starting? Well, I think it's the team around you, for sure. The expectation is going to be so high, obviously, based on where you're picked or, or playing. But so much of your early success is predicated on the guys around you. Now, there's a lot to be said for like I said, disposition and moxie and, and confidence in those things. But 
Um, if you don't have anybody around you, which many of these teams who pick guys at the top, like a Trevor Lawrence and Jacksonville or, or, or Wilson, um, you know, it's going to be a little bit harder than maybe a Mac Jones who goes to New England. And I don't know what their personnel is like, but I do know they spent a lot of money in free agency last year, I believe. So you would think that possibly they might have a few more pieces. Um, and also he got picked a little bit lower. They weren't, uh, you know, picking at the top, top of the draft. So, you know, you've seen guys like uh, Dan Marino and, and uh, uh, Ben Roethlisberger have, uh, you know, some great starts as, as a rookie. And, and you've seen guys like Peyton Manning who, you know, uh, had more of a struggle in the beginning. Um, but uh, all three of those guys figured it out. And I feel like the the best guys are going to be able to weather these initial storms of a young career and, and uh, figure out a way to get their teams back to prominence uh you know, teams that picked, you know, really high in the draft. I have no idea how the world let you sit on the bench for three years in Green Bay. Whenever yeah. you, uh, I have no idea. I wish we could have seen you earlier. I think, obviously, your numbers would be much larger. But I am so thankful we get a chance to watch you play football and join us every Tuesday. Have an incredible afternoon, sir. I can't thank you enough. Well, first of all, thank you. Um, I was behind Brett Favre, one of the greatest <laughs> players of all time, first of all. Um so I couldn't play. And it was a different time where you draft a guy and it was okay to sit. Uh, now it's not okay to do that. But I do want to finish this because you do say it's uh, you know Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays, uh, not uh, Aaron Rodgers coming on the Pat McAfee and A.J. Hawk uh, show or whatever. A.J. made me say that. But um, I, do, I would like to push one initiative that I am all about that I talked about last year, beating, right? So I... This this uh, training. What you camp, say? What you say? It cut out literally as you were saying the one thing you care about. <laughs> reading. Oh, I ain't fucking doing it. <laughs> reading. Marquez Valdez Scantling uh, asked me to help him with kind of a starter pack of books uh, for training camp. So I went to Barnes and Noble. Shout out Barnes and Noble. Shout and out. picked up some uh, uh, some books for him to get going. And I I saw something online about somebody wanting. Uh, you know, some, some books to get started on their own. So I thought that I would talk about some of my favorite books in this show, even if just for a minute. So Hey, fucking Aaron Rodgers Tuesday book club, dude. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. I've never read a book in my life. I'm with it if you want to be about it, though. I'm all okay. about it. I'm all about it. And the first one is one of my all-time favorite books, and it's an easy book, and it's a fiction, which I don't read a lot of fiction, but it's been around for a long, long time. And it's called... The Alchemist. Okay, is that a movie too, or no? <laughs> the Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. So, this is my first recommendation. I just finished it during this training camp again. I like to, uh, you probably can't see that, but I like to highlight my books. I use the blue highlighter. There's some highlights in this book. Phenomenal book. Check it out. We need more people reading and people spending time uh, sitting on their ass watching TV and other bullshit. So, read a book. And watch the Pat McAfee show whenever you can. I love you. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't wait to talk to you after your first game this weekend. Good luck out there. Thank you once again. I'm definitely going to find the Alchemist book and read it before next Tuesday. Yep. Aaron yeah. Rodgers Tuesday Book Club is something I didn't know we were starting. I'm all about it, though. Me being associated with books is maybe a bigger problem than me being associated with politics, but I'll power through for <laughs> anything for you, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Rodgers. Chatting with us now, by the way, first time guest. Ooh, whoa. Hey, fucking electrifying. <laughs> I mean this. 
And obviously, we are a dumb American NFL football show. Right. That's right. And we have our blinders on, and we don't know much about much. Mm-hmm. But we should have known about this fucking guy long ago. Yeah. And I'm almost embarrassed that I didn't. I had heard Ariel Hawani speak of this man, but he made his UFC debut this past weekend. Knocked the guy fucking out. All right? Knocked him out. Got... Ate a couple punches, fucking nothing. The guy's a robot machine. Then cuts a promo afterwards. Tells Dana, I'm the money now, okay? <laughs> yeah. over the, electrifying, probably the next big name in the fight game. Ladies and gentlemen, Patty the Batty Pimblet. Yeah! Patty, what's going on, pal? What is happening? Hey, How are we? Are you, back, are, you, are you back in Liverpool? No, I'm in uh, Cornwall at the minute, which is the opposite end of the country. Oh, nice. How's the celebration been? Life has to be good. You've turned down the UFC two times in your past because you didn't think you were ready. I think, if the internet tells me the right. Then you join UFC. It's a big deal, obviously, in the fight world. Knock a guy out, cut a promo. You're back in Life has to be fucking good, huh? Yeah, life's good, lad. Life's good. I'm just, um, just being stocking up on some nice food, lad. Getting me, uh, me food in me. I enjoyed some nice American food before I left, lad. Uh, some Popeyes, some Shake Shack, some Dairy Queen. Oh. I, went, I went in good and proper after I won. Yeah, you deserve it. You should celebrate. We're great at the fat foods, too. You know what I mean? Like that Dairy Queen, did you get a Blizzard, Oreos, cookies and cream? What you go with? No, I went with the, uh, the Reese's one with extra brownie and caramel in. Oh! Fat boy patty. Okay. <laughs> now we're talking. Um, you got your Instagram back as well. What was that all about? Why why the lizards take your Instagram? Well, no, I, just, I didn't get me Instagram back. That's just a new Instagram. Oh, so you had to wow. shut down another one, created another one, got 477,000 followers already on a brand new one? Yeah, I only had um, 30,000 followers this time last week. Good for you. Come on. Yeah. Good for you, dude. So I had heard and read that you had turned down the UFC two times prior because you were not, you didn't think you were ready. Is that accurate or is that wrong? And do you, obviously at this point, you have to think that that was the right decision. Yeah, of course, that, that is accurate. In 2016 and 2018, I got off of the contract both times and I was only 21 and 23 years of age. So I wasn't ready at the time and I'm so glad that I never, I never took the offer because it wouldn't have blew up like it did this time. You know what I mean? I've waited for the right time, and I, I know where I'm headed, lad. I know that I am the new face of this company, and I'm, I'm, I'm the new cash cow, lad. It's, it's been my destiny for years. It's just finally happening now. And it's only happening because you finally decided and chose for it to. That's fucking awesome, Patty. Uh, Patty the Batty is an incredible uh, nickname. The Batty, I assume, has just been what you've been called your entire life. Have you just been a fighter in the streets of Liverpool your whole life? No, not really. Um, I just started doing MMA in my gym when I was 15. and got training and got good. Uh, I had a fight and when I went like two or three and only. The coach just randomly gave me the nickname Paddy the Baddy. So that's where that come from. When I was like 16, I got given that nickname. So yeah, I've had that nickname for 10 years now. And it's a market, it's a marketer's dream, isn't it? To be honest. <laughs> yeah. Paddy the Baddy. yeah, it's an incredible dream. Uh, the, oh, I see the poster. Oh, yeah. oh the merch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're going to be selling out everything. Good for you, dude. Patience, too, and buying your time. Uh, I'm a scouser. I don't get knocked out. I did some research. Scouser is the Liverpool accent. Is that accurate? 
Yeah, it's it. You're a scouser if you're from Liverpool. You're a scouser. And what is, uh... man, that I... so you speak differently than other English people? Yes. Yeah, we we speak the same language, like, but a lot of people, a lot of people think that I'm Scottish or Irish at times because me, it, I just don't sound English. So I'm from Pittsburgh. We have a Yinzer accent. And it's similar, I think, in the American world. People can't understand us. They think we just sound like doofuses. <laughs> Does the Scouser accent, is it a good-sounding accent over there? Do a lot of people wish to have the Scouser accent? Yeah, a lot of people do wish to have it, but at the same time, they'll, they'll skit it and talk about it because they're jealous. Yeah, that's like us in Pittsburgh. Yep, that's sure. exactly uh -huh. like us. Exactly, in... exactly the same. Ah, man, if you were from Pittsburgh, that'd be fantastic. You just <laughs> ate punches literally just ate them this weekend it seemed like there was a couple moments where you were maybe going to go out you ate them no it didn't even look like you broke a sweat and then you just killed the guy is do you just have a iron jaw is that what it is you just can't get it, it, yeah well I've, I've never ever been knocked out so i mean i've been doing this for 11 years never been knocked out and i can't help but stick my chin in the air like the the commentators were saying so it's just one of them like but when someone knocks me out, I'll say Sam, but it's just not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you, man, you said you just leave your chin out there. That's like a tactic of yours. You're like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to eat some punches in this fight. Like, that's just a normal thing. Like, Hey, I'm not too worried about it. It's not, it's not a tactic. Like, but at the same time, I can't help it. Like, I, I like, I like, it's not that I like getting it, but I have me. No, he's got AJ Hawk's service. Yeah, well, he's so far By the way, away. did you see how long this thing lasted without it breaking up? Uh -huh. Yeah, unbelievable. And he's on the opposite end of England than Liverpool. So that's right. To wake me up and oh, there you are. Hold on. Hey, sorry, we lost you over there. I think it's because you're in a different country. Right, it's, 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 the, it's not. It's the signal where I am. Look, I'm here. I'm on the beachfront on the middle of nowhere. Oh! <laughs> hey, you deserve that. Live the dream over there. But what you were saying is you like getting punched in the face or you feels like you're going to wake you up? I don't like or not like getting punched in the face. I can tolerate getting punched in the face all day, especially to give people the money's worth and a better show. Like It wakes me up getting punched in the face, lad. So you're like the dream fighter, it seems like. And Dana knows this. Does, has Dana chatted with you since your promo where you said, let's take this over to England and I'm the new moneymaker? Have you chatted with Dana since then? No, no, I haven't. I haven't had a one-to-one -one talk with him. I think I'll be able to convince him to come over to England, though. Because as I said, I'll blow the roof off the arena. <laughs> all the uh, it, obviously, you, you're a mass. Are you huge in england i'd assume that uh, just like connor was taken in by ireland almost like hey this is our guy we have a guy las vegas was overrun by irish folks every time connor fought the press conference when he was fighting floyd in dublin was huge is it like that for you in england right now in the city of liverpool 100 percent. i know for a fact there'll be just as many scouts in vegas as there was irish lad. the scouts will take over i swear There'll be too many of them to count. <laughs> All right, well, I hope Dana does that. Let's go, Ty. What do you have? Patty, I know you, you didn't really want to, like, call anybody out or anything like that, and you seem like the kind of guy who's just like, you know what, fuck it, put someone in front of me and I'll destroy him. But in a perfect world, if you were to get, you know, a main event in, at the O2 Arena or in London or whatever, who is a guy right now that you, that you would really want to fight? Anyone, I'd like to say, I, I don't need to mention anyone's name. Um, my name's on everyone else's tongue, lad. 
<laughs> don't need to give anyone any publicity. They can all work for their own. I've done, I've done my bit, lad. Any dream scenarios, though? Uh, well, when it comes to money, it's got to be Connor on it. You know what I mean? That them pay-per-view points. Big C Mac. <laughs> this is smart, by the way, of you. This is good business by you. This is what the 21 and 23-year-old wouldn't have known, but now the older Patty the Batty knows about. This is brilliant. You're going to change the game. I am what I am. I'm coming to do that. That is what I'm here to do. And I, I, as I say, I just can't wait to keep fighting, keep beating people up, keep getting paid, and, and I'm happy. I fucking love this. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Patty, you mentioned you still have yet to get your real Instagram back. Has there been any thought to go over to the Instagram HQ and roll some heads over there, or are you just kind of putting that to bed? Yeah, I know. Now, I'm, now I've like, got three times the amount of followers on this account. I don't need to, do I? I'll just I'll leave them to me, the lizards. <laughs> When I heard you use the word lizards as a, you know, a, a like a derogatory name towards somebody, I lost it. I'm going to drop that on SmackDown on Friday night. I'm going to say, if I heard Patty the Batty say one thing, it's this guy's a lizard. Right <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is so terrible to say. I mean, it is a terrible thing to say. And the Instagram people probably had no idea Patty the Batty exists. What did you get blocked for? What did you get banned for? Uh, well, bullying and harassment when... Oh. It was me getting bullied in a ass, and I just give it back to trolls. <laughs> I don't let trolls take the mech out of me, and I give it back, and then they report me, and my account got took. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's bullshit, because, listen, if they talk shit to you, they're opening the door for you to come in. That's just classic. I love whenever somebody does that on the Internet, and then they go, oh, real classy out of you. It's like, <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't like it, Patty. It happens to me all the time as well. Same, and then they report you, and because of the following, we've got more people who report us, so we get banned. Fuck off, social media. <laughs> Fuck off. By the way, that is the English middle finger. Oh, yeah. that's right. Right? That's the English middle finger, right? Yeah, we have both. We have two, and we have that one. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> ours. That's ours. Ours is that one, but this one gets by American TV, by the way. If, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's been a couple English wrestlers that come out and do it, and it mm-hmm. just goes on TV or whatever. And it's like, I ask them what it is. They're like, fuck you. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. That's awesome that you guys could just do that. Uh, go ahead, Tone. Patty, are you calling people or other fighters in the ring lizards? Are you talking shit in the ring? Um, no, I haven't. I have in the past. Like, I haven't ever called anyone a lizard, but I've, I've spoke to people while I'm fighting. Um, you never know. It could come back in the future. It just didn't didn't come out the other night. Do you? What do you say to him? Are you telling him you're going to beat the shit out of him? Are you telling him what? Like we have a guy named Larry Bird over here. He is uh, one of our best trash talkers because he would literally just tell the person what he was going to do, then he would do it to them, and there was nothing they could do. And they said the head games are crazy. What are you doing there? Do you, are you trying to get personal? Or are you? How is your strategy of shit talking while you're fighting another human in a cage? I wouldn't get personal, and I like, as I say, I enjoy it, so I like smiling at them. (laughs) (laughs) Before the fight starts, like, I've come out smiling, and then I'll just, like, I go into, like, autopilot, I just change, and I start snarling them, you know what I mean? Snarl for, um, I'm trying to think of the word for snarl. Uh, When you you look look at someone like that. Oh, like a psycho. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean? I just don't take my eyes off them. But then obviously if 
if things are going smoothly are going well and I'm jabbing his head off I will I'll give a little laugh out <laughs> <laughs> you're the best dude uh, I can't wait for everybody to go to thebaddie.com mm-hmm. buy some merch support our guy who's about to be selling out arenas we can't thank you enough for your time Patty enjoy the beach enjoy getting fat before your next fight camp pal Oh, lad, I'm, I'm going to enjoy it. Look at me Instagram, lad. You're going to see some nice food the next few days and desserts. All right, well, don't bully anybody, okay? <laughs> uh, is that you smoking dope or is that you eating good food? Right. Oh, like, ah, uh, yeah. Oh, da, da. Hey, hey, this way. Ladies and gentlemen, the future of the fight game, Patty the Patty Pimble. Yeah! What a fucking legend. (laughs) As truck owners, we were sick and tired of our stuff rattling around back in the bed. Yeah. It was all over the place, unorganized, and even worse, it was just laying out there exposed to the elements and any scumbag walking by. Mm -hmm. That's why we got decked. Yeah. Yeah. We're partnering with Deck to give one of you guys a deck drawer system for free. I'll tell you how to enter this contest in a minute, but first, here's why we love Decked. Decked makes organizing, accessing, protecting, and securing everything you need so much easier in the bed of your truck. Each of Deck's two full bed length drawers can carry up to 200 pounds of whatever you got. The drawers roll out waist high, giving you easy access to your organized tools and gear. The Deck drawer system is weatherproof, 100% made in the USA, and backed by a three year no hassle warranty with a second to none customer service team ready to answer all of your questions now hey pat how do i win one of these yeah great question aj now about that contest here's how to enter for your chance to win a decked drawer system for your truck go to decked.com slash mcafee that's d-e-c-k-e-d.com slash m-c-a-f-e-e to enter for your chance to win a decked drawer system decked.com slash mcafee no purchase necessary void where prohibited see site for details that's decked.com slash mcafee d-e-c-k-e-d.com slash m-c-a-f-e-e C-A-F-E-E, and you can win this fabulous bed liner called Debt that makes everything easy to use, and you don't have to have a bunch of Rambo jamble in the back. Hell yeah! Didn't know if people that would want the decked bed would actually listen to this show or go to a website to potentially win a free one. Not 100% sure if that's a big pickup truck driving person thing to do, but I want to let you know it has made trucks a lot better around this office. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Hey, it's tough, too, you know what Bad I mean? Ass. Yeah, it's Durable. Bad. Hey, Does it you... fit all size? Yeah. Fit all size trucks? Yeah, so actually that was quite like an Philly's issue. baby truck and Diggs's big monster Whoa. truck? Whoa! So Diggs doesn't have a monster truck. He's got a 15-gallon tank or whatever in his truck, but that's the... What is it? 23. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, see, in my head, it was a 15-gallon. I thought it was just a little baby boy. It might be 15 gallons less than yours. Ah, uh, mm. no, 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 no. Good truck, then. Your truck is beautiful. I thought it was a little baby gallon. I thought, honestly, I think because they were saying it was a Mickey Mouse truck. People that was, saying, no, that's Bill. Bill was saying that, Bill, yeah. Bill was saying that about your truck. Yeah. Oh, because Bill's got that great truck. Yeah, nine-gallon like tank. Toyota. On Bill's. What's that, dude? Toyota. Are you all right? Not a Ford. That's for sure. 
Well, wow. Toyota actually turns out Toyota is actually like the most American-made car it, it, that there is. Yeah, it Mostly wasn't in built the state Ford of India. Tough though. Well, well yeah, Ford Tough has been. But anyways, AJ, thanks for causing that conversation to go the way it did. But yeah, there's five and a half foot, six and a half foot, four and a half. Foot. They have they have the different sizes of your bed. It was actually a massive mistake. Uh, they asked me what size my bed was, and they gave me couple size options i'm like it's a big one give me that one and it gets here it is not oh. <laughs> it is not that large actually there is much larger sized bed i guess so we fucked that up but you go to deck.com slash mcafee you could win one and we appreciate decked so much i just signed up uh joining us now ladies and gentlemen a little bit late but his internet is fantastic i've been told ladies and gentlemen aj hawk yeah, yeah. Oh, so oh, fantastic so mad that he's frozen oh, oh no dude so fucking mad right now. <laughs> oh, my. AJ, what do you think about Thursday's game? AJ, how do you feel about last year? You said the Dallas Cowboys were going to be in a Super Bowl. They were not. Do you feel like people questioning your intelligence is right? Oh, oh, oh he's no. shook right now. He doesn't know. <laughs> he's going to be so angry. He's frozen. Yeah. He has called no less than four different internet companies in their answers and let them know that he fucking hates them right now. Yeah. I, this is such a thing because it feels like AJ doesn't really care about much, as he shouldn't. His legacy is cemented. His kids are going to be successful. Mm-hmm. He has so much money. It's stupid from business investments mm-hmm. and getting the number five overall pick payment pre-new CBA, which, I mean, he is... live. He gets genuinely upset if the oh, sound or video quality yeah. is bad on a show. Oh, yeah. There was numerous times last year whenever the COVID-19 world stoppage happened and people were doing shows. And, you know, somebody on either Fox or ESPN or CBS or NBC, one of these, they didn't have proper microphone or video equipment. Mm-hmm. I'd get a text from him about how disgusting and unprofessional it was. And then here we are about a year or two into a relationship of him joining us every day. He's the only reason why we ever have poor video or poor audio. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the man that hates his Achilles heel, AJ Hawk. Yeah! What's up, dude? Yeah, nothing. I can't even talk about it. This is unbelievable. <laughs> hey, you came I, on. It, yeah. it pisses me off so much. I heard Ty say something about $45 router. Like, If you knew how much money I was spending to try to figure sure. this out, like, this is not acceptable. It's not. Okay, how many people have you told that it's not acceptable this morning? Have you been on the horn, or have you just been trying to plug in things to make this work better? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to to take from the great Zito and try to unplug and replug and figure things out and call people. Yeah, oh, is there an outage? Oh, no, everything looks good on our end. No, it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) We appreciate you figuring it out. Hey, AJ, it's Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Hey, Vandal's giving away like at least a hundred and some million dollars. So was that your big announcement? FanDuel's giving away. Sorry, I've been out with my internet's been spotty for a while. Yeah, <laughs> they're giving away a hundred mil. Yeah, a hundred million dollars in free bets and free uh, daily fantasy enter- entries or whatever. It's already there's already two hundred eighty thousand people, I guess, in the fantasy football. Damn. Um, fr- Thursday night free entry for a million dollars as a top prize. Four million dollars in total prizes. Everybody in America can enter for free. That's normally a five dollar entry, I believe. But everybody's available to do that. And if you live in a sports book state, you can do that okay entering for a million dollar top prize which by the way i'm not a fantasy fucking guy at all but i'm gonna do this if oh, there's yeah. a million bucks oh 
Holy shit. I was trying to explain to the guy, $100 million oh, yeah. being given away by FanDuel. He, yeah. His internet said, we don't want to hear it, pal. Get him off the screen. Is he ever going to be able to recover from this? It seems like he's on the verge of losing it. I, you know, just this is not acceptable coming out of his mouth. Exactly. Yeah. Do you know how many... I need to speak to the managers that he is at. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, my God. Hey, listen. Karen Hawk. This is not a $45 router. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure, pal. I have spent... I, listen, as somebody who saw his setup in there, yeah, it is... He's much more invested in the show than I could imagine. <laughs> really? Yes. It is a beautiful setup. Like it is, We say he's in an attic. It's the attic of an estate. Right. You know what I mean? So it's a little bit different than probably what we all think. Kitchenette. It, yeah. I mean, it is mm-hmm. very nice up there. And the tech, he has nicer tech than we do in this particular studio. Really? Wow. Yeah, the camera he has is fucking unbelievable. The audio is unbelievable. Just nobody can hear it because he can't get internet to his house. Sure. Well, here's the issue. He's got a wild card. Axel's downstairs chewing on the cords. So yeah. that's probably... So I was FaceTiming with AJ and... Uh, Axel came on the screen and he literally just screamed butt cheeks at the screen. Nice. That's going to be a problem, probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think so. I mean, that kid's going to be a problem. He comes from the Hawks, so you know what AJ was doing when he was his age. Probably his oldest son, Hendrix or yeah. whatever. He's got the same haircut as AJ. Mm-hmm. Same face as AJ. Jaw? Jawline yeah. and all. And from what it's, oh. yeah, first, our home plate. Yeah. And Holy then, shit. And then allegedly he plays football exactly like AJ, by the way. So there is another AJ in creation, let alone when Axel gets going. I mean, it is only going to become a. Well, and Axel has the, he's got the flow, right? He's got the Ohio yeah. State AJ haircut. Yeah. And also, I mean, we got to remember his entire family is royalty in Columbus, these kids. True. Yeah. And they're going to have some savage to them. And they're going to come from royal family. And General Bob Carpenter's like an uncle to them. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, my God. Well, we're talking about maybe greatest linebacker to ever play football. Mm-hmm. Three of them yeah. coming out of the one house right there. That kid's going to run his face through something at some point. Yeah. Oh, Could yeah. you imagine him in a kindergarten class, what he's going to do? Maybe Ooh. we should learn from AJ's decisions, though, and say, we know Patty the Batty says, hey, with that face, you can beat up a lot of hands with that thing. Uh-huh. That's right. Maybe you should get into the fight game. Maybe you send that thing over to Axel right now. Hey, that Dana White did send us a full on. Uh, I don't know it's what it is. Training. Training. Playing oh, yeah. MMA trainer. It's an MMA trainer, and it's but it has like a like a Peloton screen in uh-huh. the center that actually like walks you through the stuff. I mean, it's pretty cool. You were fucking letting it eat out there oh, with yeah. the high kicks. Yeah, I got the cowboy boots out. <laughs> Hell yeah! And I said, "Hey, listen, because this is a big day. Yeah, put the cowboy boots on because I'm fucking kicking ass today. You hear me? Boom. Giving away at least a hundred million dollars of FanDuel's money. That feels so good. Yeah." I, I, I understand what Robin Hood was. You felt like you know yeah. what I mean, just for a yeah. moment there. Whenever I sent back a so what, whenever they said how much money they were going to lose, it's not like we're I'm stealing from the rich, giving to the poor, but we're definitely stealing from the rich here. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. we we have kind of cornered them into doing this, mm-hmm. and it's like, all right, we'll do it. I was like, aren't we happy? Football's back, aren't we? Number one sports book, aren't we happy? We should mm-hmm. celebrate. Oh, this. I thought yeah. we were happy. And to their credit, though, by the way, they were like. Yeah, you're fucking right. Yeah. All right, let's do it. $100 million out the fucking door. No problem. That's the least. We need to make it $200, $300 million. Yeah. That's right. We need to get a bunch of winners. We need people that have been on FanDuel for a long time to utilize their free bet. Make sure it's the best one you've ever given. Although it's week one and it's tough to predict, let's take every dollar that these mm-hmm. fucking people have. Hell oh. yeah. Let's go to the phones, 5-Hour Energy phone line. Let's go to Slingy down there in Dallas. Slingy, what's going on, dude? Ooh. Great name. Shout out, Slingy Doe. All right, you already know. Connor. I'm coming for you, brother. Why? Why are you every time? Every call yeah, you, back I to back. I can't hear you, bro. Y'all got the intro music playing on my end. Oh, okay. You got it. Let me turn that down for a second, pal. Um, what do you want to talk about, Slingy? You already know. Slingy, dope. Dude, Connor coming here talking shit about my quarterback and my Dallas Cowboys. 
What his name ain't hell? Dak Jones. Keep his name out your mouth. Oh! Talk? What did I say? Uh, he said Dak stinks. You said it. You I heard said it. it. I didn't say Dak stinks. I said it's going to take him a couple weeks to get comfortable. Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, Dez caught it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Slingy Doe, you already know. Slingy Doe. Big D. I love that guy. He may have caught it. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah, Calvin Johnson also caught it. Though. That's right. Exactly. I mean, that started an entire conversation. Yeah. There's a lot of those we can go back on. This targeting shit, we got to talk about it. Oh, yeah. my God. Okay, hey, I think, and I got to call some games on Thursday night and listen to the whys and the hows from the NCAA and the rules and the refs and everything like that. Should intent not be considered whenever we're deciding to ban somebody from a game when they only get a certain amount of opportunities to play anyways in college football and potentially live out their entire dreams and lives? And if you lose one game, especially with how the world has been, you're fucked. You take Oskolski in the middle of a game who's the he's going to be a 10-year linebacker <laughs> for Clemson, but yeah. he gets a national championship. He gets pulled out of there. This is the biggest moment in a lot of these people's lives. And because their head happened to run into somebody else's head in a game that is flying very quickly they're banished from the rest of the game suspended and i did enjoy reese saying uh reese davis and herbie by the way i thought i did a good job mm -hmm. on that yep. game it's great to hear them uh do their thing and molly mcgrath ab absolutely crushed it as well but like just hearing them say they don't have to leave the field anymore which is good it's like how was that ever a thing anyways yeah, yeah. how is that that skolsky had to do the walk of shame past yep. me in the national championship game and obviously i don't think any of us could have known that COVID was going to come through and he was going to be able to play for another four years after that <laughs> right game. but it's one of those things where I think that's bullshit and you literally I mean um coach JB you know of um Netflix's last chance you last chance you fame he's been on the show a couple yep. times you will see him on the show this season as well yeah. okay he's an electrifying guy he said the NCAA is not caring assholes of America because mm -hmm. they're fucking these kids it's real you suspend one of these kids from the game or anything like that when they only have a certain amount of opportunities and if they lose it's over for them I think that's bullshit are you really looking out for them now you can say it's health and safety because we want to eliminate the helmet to helmet stuff it's like can you not just have a little bit of intent mm -hmm. last night where the first one running back obviously dips his head by the way running back should be trying to get low man there yes. linebacker in the tackle box meets him he lowers his head and by the way with the uh, uh, plane adjustment no I forget what they, they described it as when the head moves uh, from like whatever the case Plane? plane? That, that would sense. make sense. Play, yeah. like the, when it the plane would. gets changed or adjusted or whatever, like how is the defense supposed to automatically account for that when they're already going in for a tackle and then you kick that guy out of the game? It's like I don't understand it. I think there's a lot of people that are around the football world that are fed up with it and sick of it because last night it was four guys got kicked yep. out. In the first half. And it's like, yo, what are we even doing here? We're trying to get guys out of game because of football. I understand heads up football and let's change for the future and CTE and brain damage. We know a lot more now than we did then. But I think intent should be brought into play if it's obvious that that person was trying to eliminate the other player and that those hits do happen people get frustrated people get upset people make bad decisions i mean there's a lot of that that has happened throughout the history of football and currently happening in football but some of these college kids are getting fucked out of playing and in turn their teams are getting fucked because their best players aren't able to play and they're running hills in the morning at 6 a.m they have no off season their life is being controlled by a coach and because of a little bit of a a sight adjustment, a plane adjustment from a running back who they're supposed to tackle. I don't, I don't like it. I think there's a lot of people fed up with it too. I, I think yeah. something's going to have to well, give there. And the thing is with a lot of these rules that we hate, there's no consistency. Like you'll watch a lot of games this weekend and one game it's targeting and one game it's not targeting. So like if, if they could find a way to be consistent with it and maybe the intent thing does, does Intent help. would add yeah. 
a massive lack of consistency, I think. Because yeah. it would depend upon... Correct. The referee. And if it's a big-time player, they'll be like, well, he wasn't intending, and the internet would be like, he definitely... Look at his eyes. He was yeah. definitely looking to do that, so that adds it. But I just think there should be a way of having intent be involved and worded that it doesn't become something that, especially with the amount of gambling that's happened in all these games, yeah. where it's like, oh, that decision was made to eliminate that player for what reason, even though there's no intent. It adds another speculation in it. I guess that's why they feel as if it has to be a hard line and some people call it, some people don't, but I'm fucking sick of watching it. And then the 10 minute... Makes the games yeah. a lot longer. The too. 10 minute, it's like, come on, dude. Like, and what the, are we even doing here? The frequency at which that, like now ev every big hit They'll throw the flag, they'll call targeting, and then go back and whether or not they actually call it. But, like, it, it's getting called just so much more often. And to your point about guys getting screwed over, like, without – I mean, with how much we've seen it across the board, like, a lot of these guys are probably, like, blood, sweat, and tears – three, four years, that, like this is the one year they're getting the opportunity to start, and then boom, the first game of the season, you have, you make a great play, and it's like, okay, well, you're actually going to sit out next week. Because your head, okay, which is about the same height as the person you're going against, <laughs> okay, and you two are running 20 miles an hour, all right, faster than a speeding ticket should be given in a school mm -hmm. zone, some mm -hmm. school zones yeah. you are running, and whenever they drop down to embrace contact, Probably you're going to drop down because you don't want to run your chest into somebody's head because then you're, you know, probably going to get f fucking deboed. Yeah. yeah. I just don't know. There's no understanding. It feels like uh -uh. for the players at all. It feels like a lot of people making these rules potentially never played before. We understand that you can't be just flying around doing helmet to helmet football. Football has changed in an incredible fashion. I think the Heads Up Football Program has done a good job with that. And I mean, there's always going to be some of those hits though naturally that's going to happen i don't think people should be getting banned for those things i just i think that's fucked up we're not a college football show so take this for whatever you want we are mostly an nfl show but whenever i got into college this past weekend because it was electrifying with the environments being back i that was just a massive like what the fuck are we even doing how is this yeah. a part of the game like that's legit and the thing I, that i hate is they call it on running plays too like if it's a running play Hey, this is ground and pound. Correct. That's actually the title of this style of play. There's going to be some ponding mm -hmm. when you're grinding it out. And sometimes there might be a little, you know, ride down on ride down. Mm -hmm. That's right. And if you're wearing a cowboy collar or a neck roll, it's like, up oh, automatic targeting. I got three texts last night. Automatic targeting. You get, oh, what are you? Oh, you're trying to use your head as a weapon. <laughs> okay, we saw it. Yeah, right here. We know what that is. We know what you're doing. Yeah, you're going to be banned before you even make a play around here. Don't even look at somebody's helmet. You're going to be out of here. Three text messages, NFL guys, coaches, players, defense. Watch this play and tell me who initiated the targeting here. And it was clearly the running back who dipped his head. That was the yeah. first one. Clearly the running back dipped his head, which, by the way, you have to expect him to do that. Right. And then the defense, by the way, they're already down trying to – the guy's already down trying to – it's like – what are we doing to the game here? Why are we trying to do this? Why are we trying to police it this much? It's like, maybe make it a 15-yarder. Okay, that's cool. Mm -hmm. But kicking a guy out of a game? I just Maybe it's like a yellow card, red card thing. Maybe there is like, you, you said earlier that people are saying maybe it's a technical foul type thing where if you get one, like, hey, if this happens again, you're, you're going to be out of this whole thing. I just don't think the happenstance of the quick bam bam should fucking ruin an entire season for an entire team. I well, just don't think that's the case. And it's good. college. It's a little different, but it's like what Brady was talking 
talking about this weekend about how the defense is basically just screwed because no matter what they do, if it's a big hit, they're going to end up getting repercussions for it, even if it is like one of these bang-bang plays like the running play last night. Okay, since you brought Tom Brady, speaking of rules, he's speaking yet again on the uh, number rule. Remember when this came out that players could wear any number at the corner position or uh, linebacker position or any position, basically. You're allowed to wear any number that used to be rules. Defensive line, 90s normally, 40, 50s at linebacker. Then in the teens or 20s at DB or 30 or 40s. Uh, yeah, there's just there's always been numbers that basically go with each position. It's how football has basically been set up forever. Uh, that has changed, obviously, through high school whenever you have an incredible uh, talented skill player who maybe gains some weight, gets bigger, goes down the defensive line or linebacker, but still wants to keep the number one that he ran uh, 2,000 yards with uh, at running back, whatever he was in junior high or high school. Mm -hmm. Now he's a little bit bigger and he's tackling a quarterback. That one still looked clean, though. So now they're able to do that in the NFL. Tom Brady came out very against this. He was asked yet again, yeah, this morning, I believe, about the numbers thing with the Dallas Cowboys. This is what he had to say about it. 30 minutes probably isn't that much, but anyway, I don't want to get into it. I've already talked and I about it. Other than I think it's a stupid rule just to be put it out there one more time. Just to clear this whole thing up, it is a stupid rule, okay? Tom Brady came out because he said that part of the game is deciphering who's who. You see it a lot with the offensive linemen where they're pointing out the mic. The quarterback's pointing out maybe the pressure, the blitz. And whenever he was, I would never know this because my plays were good against any defense. That's right. Hell yeah. I mean, I could audible to a different side if I saw a little heavy over mm -hmm. here. Yeah, of course. Hey, it seems like there's a little bit more meat over here. Let's go this way. I'll, I'll go ahead and give this thing an apple. Apple! All right, or whatever the particular call was. But he's saying, quarterbacks, this is going to make the game worse. This is going to make the game worse. Because <laughs> the part of the entire game is dissecting and deciphering who's doing what from what position. He thinks that it's going to make the game worse. He's not happy about it. Still not happy about it. He said this is the 20th time. He said this is a stupid rule. I guess we have to see how this unfolds if it actually matters it's interesting though seeing somebody that is normally wearing a different it's all yeah. these young guys yeah. yeah it's all the rookies too so i often wonder how the vets view about some of these rookies swagging out in like these single digit numbers and the vets weren't allowed to do it because they would have had to pay back all of the money that was already spent on the jerseys and their numbers so they're basically told you can't dalvin cook was basically told like you're gonna have to pay like two million dollars if you want to change your number but all these rookies come in and they're swagging out in their young numbers or whatever it's hard watching these preseason games going like I don't know if that guy deserves yeah, a little weird. that mm -hmm. number over that guy. But it should be a fun year, especially if Tom Brady's pissed off and still continue to talk about shit he doesn't Did like. Did you see the entire, uh, I believe, Niners secondaries going one, two, three, four as their numbers? So maybe that makes it easier. <clears throat> well, I, like if you see this and you're a D coordinator, aren't you putting every single player on your defense in a weird number that's not used to where their position is? And now? can you change number middle of the week now because you have uh, to pay for all the jerseys? Yeah. yeah, a lot of number changes came yesterday since uh, the preseason was done. So imagine every team yeah. playing Tom Brady though; their entire defense changes their numbers. Yeah, the week of mm -hmm. Jerry Jones is like fucking change all of them. I'll pay for them. <laughs> don't care. No, I don't not care. Like Two hundred. <laughs> fuck it. Yeah, are we beating Tom Brady or not on opening night? By the way, open night, this thing is treated just 
as hyped as the Super Bowl. For yeah, sure. Absolutely. Won't get as many viewers as the Super Bowl because the Super Bowl becomes the global sensation, obviously. Mm-hmm. But the amount of marketing and press that we've given this Thursday night, everybody's given Thursday night, it's been a countdown. The fact that the Dallas Cowboys are in this game, by the way, yeah. is no coincidence. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. This is no coincidence. Jerry Jones, you know, hey, we're going to be in that opening game. <laughs> Full stadiums back. Tom Brady back. Ed Sheeran's playing. Is that who's mm-hmm. fucking playing? Dallas Cowboys play. That's bad. Isn't it amazing, though, that, like, legit, the Cowboys are in this game for an obvious reason, and that's because, just like Jerry said to uh, Michael Irvin yesterday, you bring Dallas Cowboys in to save your fucking shitty-ass ratings. Uh That's literally what Jerry Jones said on first take yesterday, in different words, I guess. Do you think with the the number changes, I mean, I guess we could ask Rodgers about it, but do you think other quarterbacks share that sentiment, too? Yeah, we have to ask Aaron in, like, Mm -hmm. 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. That's a great question to ask. Somebody ask that question when I inevitably forget to not ask him. Well, Tom also last week was like, hey, you know, the rules are making it easier for quarterbacks. Like, when we make a mistake, it's actually penalizing the defense. Well... This rule potentially helps the defense, and Tom's mad at this one. So make up your mind, Tom. Oh, well, Tom's allowed to be angry. Okay, Tom's allowed to be angry. Tom's allowed to say, hey, quality of football is going to be worse because the mega genius is playing quarterback that you all enjoy watching. Mm -hmm. Okay, there's a rhyme and a reason for the algorithms why. We're able to look at defenses and say, oh, this is cover two, even though it might be cloud four look here. And after uh, this ball is snapped, this is what's going to be wide open on this defense that is playing chess against me. This defense is actually playing chess against me. Now they're changing up the pieces is basically what he's thinking. Mm -hmm. And I assume now after playing in the preseason, which Tom did, it's not as big of a deal as he maybe thought it was potentially going to be, but maybe it is. And maybe Aaron does share the sentiment. Like, yeah, sometimes when you have to make a decision in six seconds, it's tough to decipher, but now you just have to memorize everybody going into the game, I guess. It's a little bit more pre-work on the roster as opposed to just numbers. Out there. Yeah, so I guess, I mean, I don't know. I feel like uh, those guys, like, Brady's going to perform either way, you know? Yeah. It's right. like, I don't think he, it's, I mean, if he's spending any more time, like, oh, shit, like, these numbers are changing, I don't know. Like, I just like the fact, though, that Tom and Aaron, in the faces of our game, are starting to get a little bit louder with shit they don't like. Yeah. For a long time, far too long, I think, in the NFL, much different than other sports, the stars have kind of stayed quiet because I don't think they want to appear to be assholes or divas, and they already make enough money, so why would I want to change anything? I have my, it's like government almost you know and we're a big politics show today of course oh, yeah. we did an entire reenactment of what politics is we're still batting a thousand but you can't expect people that have their hands in the cookie jar to change rules about the cookie jar that are potentially going to take the cookies out of their hands which yeah. are in the cookie jar okay that's kind of been the biggest issue i think in politics but in sports as well they never hear of the superstars really getting involved in the labor negotiations for the nfl because the superstars are making so much money so they probably feel as if if we were to get in here people call us assholes to begin with and also everything's kind of good so let's not do that i like that we're at a point in society though where i think a lot of these legends ogs Mm -hmm. are like you know we're still in the game we've made a lot of money we've already done everything our legacies are already cemented in stone this is fucked up this shouldn't happen this is good for the nfl if the legends the people that make the game are going to get a little bit more decisive in what how the game should go because for far too long i believe there's been people making decisions that don't necessarily have the right viewpoint on the zoomed out view of the entire NFL as opposed to just getting by today and tomorrow. So I like that Tom's coming out and speaking about stuff. I like that Aaron's coming out and speaking about stuff. This is very good for the NFL and for the players going forward. So I like that Tom's doing this and I will congratulate and appreciate it every time he does it. Well, and to that point, like I could be wrong, but can you imagine 
15 years ago someone doing what Rodgers did in his presser earlier this year. Exactly. Like that, that shit just would have never happened, ever. I love it. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> takes a sip of water. <laughs> so the reason why all these people fucking stink. <laughs> That's pretty much for 35 minutes. Yeah. That's pretty much what he did. Mm-hmm. And on the other side of it, by the way, he became babyface. Yep. Bingo. 35 minutes became babyface. Yep. It was like, oh, now we understand. And normally, by the way, when you're ignorant to something, and by ignorant, I mean not the slanderous term, I mean actual definition, not knowing or understanding of a situation, you normally don't like that. Once you become like informed on why said person is the way they are, it's like, oh, that's why documentaries, these mic'd ups, everything you do, you normally like the people on the other side because you learn a lot more about something that you maybe just speculated about without knowing anything about. Yeah, exactly. That's life, by the way, that's not just that. And when you do a 35 minute presser that explains your entire side, and says, this is why this happened, this is why this happened, I didn't want to do that because this begins to lead to this, I think you can understand that this might be this, and I also expected them to act a little bit more adult-like. Everybody's like, eh, motherfucker's oh, right. Wow. I mean, he was jumping off of his waterfalls having a good old time singing Taylor Swift, but son of a bitch is right. Yeah, yeah. Pretty spot on. Yeah, I agree with him. Hey, Mark, your turn. <laughs> yeah. And then they sent out fucking uh, Guntakuntz out there, yep. and he just, oh, we're the leg. bad guys. Yeah. Oh, everybody hates <laughs> us. Let me give these answers terribly. Can't thank you enough for allowing us to penetrate your ear holes. You know, there's a lot of other options out there. The fact you allow us to be a part of your day-to-day, we are eternally grateful for. Have an incredible Tuesday night. We're back tomorrow. Brand new segment debuting tomorrow. I think we'll all enjoy. I hope. I know we will. I hope you do as well. You're the best. Hashtag end of pod squad. Continue to tweet out pictures of where you're at, what you're doing. We're giving away merch daily on there. You're the greatest humans on earth. Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Aaron Rodgers Tuesday night. We'll see you manana.